Welcome, wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us and being back with us for episode 34. Sorry we had to take the week off. We had a lot of things going on. Andy had to move. But we did go to Dynamite, and we saw Rampage 2. It was awesome. We're going to get into that today. But before we get into that, let's do the introductions. I am your host, the old-school wrestling fan collector, barber musician, Talk Wrestling. Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the Architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, and your favorite Funko Pop collector, Andy. I'm also your host, the newest selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Okay, well today we are going to be talking about AJ Styles and Finn Balor uniting. We're going to be talking about our AEW experience, as I previously mentioned. We're going to be talking about Backlash, which I thought was a great show, and more. Um, before we get going on the show, let's take care of a couple of social media things. Let's get it out of the way here. All right. One Twitter and Instagram at the PW fan. That's pretty simple. Head on over give us a follow on both of those platforms. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. We have all the backlog of old episodes, a bunch of video content. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'd appreciate a sub if you could, uh, for t-shirts, go to pro wrestling backslash the PW fan. All right, well, let's get the show started. Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you, buddy. Let's get going. All righty. Before we get into the actual shows of the week, I wanted your guys' opinion on this uh, new AEW show that apparently is going to be coming out. Uh, the description for it is, AEW's top performers are ushering in a new behind-the-scenes wrestling series like no other. Every episode will track our core cast on the road at AEW events as they try to hold onto the titles they have or win back the ones they've lost with everything culminating at the biggest pay-per-view event of the year. Um, that's pretty much it. There's more to it, but they threw out a couple names, uh, potential names for the show. So I wanted would you know, wanted to know what you guys thought. Um, one of the names is friends and enemies fight to the finish to the mat, to the top road to the belt, breakout grit and glory, all access, the climb on the ropes, and uprise. But yeah, so there's apparently some new behind the scenes show coming. Which it's kind of cool. If you thought kayfabe was even around anymore, uh, that's completely <laughs> out the window. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of any of those names. I guess the one for me that I guess I'm like okay I to the guess top. That's okay. Well, that is just so generic. I wouldn't put anything generic. like Rhodes in it because they never no. did a Rhodes to the top. Oh, that's yeah. true. I forgot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Upriser, uprising, or whatever, because it's like all access is simple most... and it's straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. There's some intrigue there though for like normie people. It's like, oh, what is it? It's act wrestling behind the scenes. Yeah, pretty easy. So, um. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing that doesn't have to do with the actual shows this week that um, I saw was going on or announced and talked about. And so we never really talked about it yeah. in group chat or in person during uh, our Dynamite um, trip. So yeah, I always kind of like the behind-the-scenes shows, though, because even though I know it's probably scripted because they can't do it totally behind-the-scenes because probably give some stuff away. But I always think it's cooler to see like the wrestlers just walking around backstage. Yeah. Like those parts that on the Cody show were kind of interesting, but yeah, even though like don't make it so scripted like that, and also maybe not have Cody and Brandy might help <laughs> not make it so bad. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Well, that being said, let's uh, get into Raw this week. So this week we had Backlash and like every pay-per-view week, um, some of the WWE shows and AEW does it too. It's all kind of take home or go home shows, I should say. Uh, there, like take home. <laughs> there were a few things though on Raw I wanted to talk about. So in regards to Edge and AJ's match at Backlash, uh, AJ had a match with Damian Priest and if AJ won, Damian Priest was barred from ringside. Um, AJ did win that match, so Damian Priest will not be at the pay-per-view, um, which has already happened, but, um, they start edging, um, Damian started attacking AJ afterwards, and out comes out Finn Balor to save AJ, uh, they do a nice little two-sweet afterwards in the ring, um, really cool moment if, you know, you know the history behind all that, um, how do you guys feel about it? I think that's a great pairing. At least they're doing something with Finn now. Something. Like something worth doing. Because it's like they usually just throw him in like the U.S. title match or the Intercontinental. So it's, it's nice to see. Yeah, I'm so happy to see both these guys at least doing something because, I don't know, I was not a fan of the whole Omos and AJ pairing. I get that why they did that. They needed AJ to give him that rub and kind of like give him that star quality. Um, but now that AJ's back to being a singles competitor, man, I, I love it so much more. And we'll get into the match later that the, he had with Edge. But yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see Balor and him paired up again, doing a little throwback to the Bullet Club. Because both those guys at one time were like the real Bullet Club leaders when I feel like Bullet Club was at its... Uh, no, that's not true. I was going to say it's biggest point. The biggest point, the Bullet Club, was probably when all the shirts were in Hot Topic. But and that was when Kenny was I, uh, running it. Right. But, and so if we're being fully transparent, however, I just think in my head the original guys are obviously Finn because he started it. And then I just thought that was really cool originally when AJ went over to Japan and kind of had this new, like, he kind of did the, he brought his dark emo TNA persona in Japan and kind of like, leaned into it more almost like a almost like an anime character he kind of like had this cool vibe to him i really liked yeah. it so i always think of them as the two main guys i'm excited to see what they do with them if they do anything with them. i mean god man if they teamed actually teamed them up better at this point they actually teamed them up and did like a super team like freaking mox and danielson like they should should freaking wreck everyone but you know who knows yeah, they should um, okay, so after that, we had a uh, Miss TV segment with uh, Mustafa Ali, and the week before, um, Ali had returned, um, we were supposed to talk about it last week, but I had my movement stuff, so yes, uh, Mustafa Ali returned last week after being off of TV for months and months, and he wrestled the Miz and defeated him, so, and afterwards... After the match, uh, Ciampa actually attacked Mustafa Ali, so I guess Ciampa's a, a bad guy now. Um, but this week, Ali uh, was on uh, Miss TV, and he's a heel. <laughs> and Austin Theory ends up coming out and um, says something about how Ali wants, you know, Theory's title, and you know he has to earn it. And in order to earn it, he apparently has to wrestle. Um, Theory and Miz in a handicap match, which Jesus, the guy just got back and you're already just basically burying him. Uh, obviously, though, he loses that match. 
to Theory and Miz, and then afterwards, Ciampa attacks him again. So, poor guy, man. <laughs> One in his release, uh, last week, Miz um, said something to him like, I'm going to make you wish that uh, you got your release. And they're, they're talking about the complaining on Twitter. They're bringing it all to the surface during whatever it is uh, that they're doing with, with him. But, yeah, guy just returns, gets attacked two weeks in a row, gets one win over the Miz and then gets, you know, crushed in a handicap match. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like whenever they use like uh, some real life stuff like that, like this time, I feel like they went too hard in the burying part. <laughs> like, you know, let him have a little bit. Yeah. I know he kind of buried, you know, like WD, I guess itself, because he wanted the release and he talked about all the stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like rough when I bring him back and like, I guess you get the sympathy for the baby face, but that's about yep. it. Um, also, speaking of returns, since we didn't co- cover it last week, um, Asuka returned as well in the same night, and she is now feuding with Becky Lynch. Pretty much, you know, when Becky left, she handed Asuka the title, literally, um, and now they're feuding. Um, I'm pretty sure they are. They weren't on Raw this past week, but um, yeah. So last thing on Raw I want to talk about, it was a Seth Rollins appreciation night. There was a, or at least in his mind there was, there was a segment about that. And uh, Cody and him had a good uh, back and forth promo, um, getting ready for the match at Backlash. Again, you know, all this stuff was go home things and to get the audience, you know, hyped up for it. But both guys are good on the mic. It's so different though. Cody's like so articulate. Um like <laughs> compared to like Rollins. Um, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't do that laugh either yet. Like WD hasn't made him do like a stupid laugh, which I feel like most of the wrestlers in WD have some sort of laugh. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. Anyway, Seth has like every other line. That's so annoying. Um, speaking of Cody, uh, the new Broken Skull sessions came out this week. It was very good. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, it was really interesting because they, you know, they have no problem talking about AEW and and all that and starting it. And they talk about you know all in and all that. It was it was a cool I'm interview. A, I'm excited yeah. to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. The most mind blowing thing to me was that Stone Cold plays Zelda. Was that actually in the interview? I don't remember. Him. That is, it, yeah. is that an actual It's not quote actually or is it just in the interview because you sent that meme and I was like, I don't remember. Him. No, he does say, he asks, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Zelda where he asks a character and it's like one of those like segments where he's like, all right, these are quick fire questions. And then Cody says a character and then Stone Cold's like, no, I think it's this person. I'm like, what? Oh, so it's like that like yeah. two minute video side thing on YouTube. Yeah. It's not okay because I I watched the whole thing on Peacock. I was like, I don't remember anything about Zelda <laughs> or Majora's but, Mask being talked about. But yeah, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, somebody made a hilarious meme of Stone Cold being like, "Now, Cody, I know you've always been a uh, Zelda guy. Now, personally, I'm a Metroid guy, but let's I'm a, or I'm a Metroid some bitch, but let's talk about Majora's Mask." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, if that was an actual quote, that'd be a basic. But like, can you imagine Stone Cold like sitting in his like ranch in his farm somewhere, and he's playing Zelda? <laughs> yeah, and that music in the background, just, and he's just sitting there like, yeah. Yeah, drinking beers too. <laughs> um, alrighty. Well, that 
about wraps up all I wanted to talk about with Raw. Do you want to get into our AEW live event we got to go to? Yeah, so should we kind of just do like a breakdown of like yeah, sure. we can so what we'll do is I think let's talk about how like, you know, we met up, we got there and then we'll talk about, you know, the review of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll kind of move on from there. But, yeah, so basically Andy and I are are obviously brothers, if you guys have been listening to the show for a while. Um, I'm a barber, and, yeah, that that whole big intro thing, It's we're just kidding around. But, yes, I am actually a barber. And uh, I met Jeremy at the shop, and then we became friends really quick because of the, you know, we both like wrestling, and that's such, like, an easy in. Because once you meet somebody that really likes it the way you do, you're like, okay, cool, like, we we kind of have an understanding. So we've been doing the podcast for like, what is it guys? Like over six months now. I want to say we started in September. So yeah. And the three of us actually haven't gotten to all hang in person. Now, obviously Andy and I being family, we have, um, but Andy and Jeremy have actually never hung out together in person. So Andy and I, we went and picked Jeremy up and obviously we've been, Andy is a real person. person. Yes. <laughs> it's funny though once you've been doing something like this this long i mean I, jeremy got in the car but then it was literally like we just went about talking how yeah, we yeah, normally 100 it's like you just it's like you just know each other you know it's like we've yeah. been doing this for so yeah. long and i think obviously with video now it makes it even more uh easy to do this but um so so that was really fun so we have Great, easy ride down uh, to the arena in Baltimore. We didn't go to the Baltimore arena. We went to Dynamite. Was UMBC. It was at UMBC, UMBC yeah. which is like a smaller arena. And uh, nice. But it, it was really nice. Um, the merch selection was not great. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they didn't... They had... For the stuff that they could have had, they did not have much. Yeah, you said they didn't even have the like, new man, Undisputed Elite shirt. Yeah, I was ready. I'm. Gonna, I mean, I was ready. I kind of did drop some money, like on a hoodie, and I bought a short sleeve T shirt because it was hot as hell in there. But because uh, yeah. I was, I went in with a long sleeve, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Uh, but yeah, there was a couple shirts I was looking for that I was like, "Oh, interesting." They don't have them. But um, I'll let you somebody else talk, Andy. You want to, Andy and Jeremy? Why don't you guys both give a little bit of recount of your time? Yeah. So the show started at uh, seven, uh, and they started with dark couple of matches there, and then they had one. It ended with one match that was not aired on Dark. It's a... You know what? The I, I actually looked that up afterwards, like, why they said that. So they they told us, like, when Dark was going on, they're, you know, they're doing the usual show. And then for the last match, for some reason, they were like, all right, this is special to you guys because we're not filming it. And we we're both like, okay, that's weird. This was the Nyla Rose why match, would they not right? Film it? Yeah, the uh-huh. Nyla Rose match, yeah. And apparently the their power actually went out for like the all the equipment. Oh, interesting. During that time, but they managed to fix it before Dynamite okay. even started. Well, Jesus. So they really did didn't film. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was like the first hour. Um. I who we got to see like Dark Order. I mean, I think it comes on today or it came on today. Um. The Dark Dark yeah. did, but um. Yeah, we had like a Dark Order was the opening match, I believe. Um. There was a women's match. I think it was Abaddon. Abaddon wrestled. Uh, 
some lady with a crown. I forget her name. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we had the Nyla Rose dark match. We might have another, might have had another one. I'm not sure. Um, but that was fun. And then you know it went straight into Dynamite. They did you know the whole countdown for us. Uh, Justin Roberts was just trying to buy time with the audience. And dude, Justin Roberts is amazing. Dude, he is yeah. great. Justin Roberts is great. Like he did that the entire was it the four hour basically yep. show yep. for us there. Just you know, uh, trying to buy time in between. He's talking the entire time. Yeah. So, um, let's just get right into you know the opening match of Dynamite. You know, after the pyro went off, it started with uh, Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish in an Owen Hart qualifier. Two guys that I've never seen uh, wrestle each other. I don't know if maybe they did on the Independence at one point, but I'd never seen them. You know, on TV especially, ever uh, wrestle one another. Um. I I enjoyed the match. Maybe I had blinders on because I'm, you know, I've always been a big Jeff Hardy fan. Um, but one thing I remember about the match, which doesn't really have to do with them themselves, everyone started looking around and we're like, what are these people in the audience looking at? And I had to look at the guy's phone next to me and see what he was filming. And it was Sting and Darby up in the rafters. Um, like yeah, way, way up there, and there was like a big light on them. But like, oh, see, you see all these people looking to their left, and I'm just like, we were all just kind of like, what is what is going on? And then I had to point them out to you. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see, you know, classic Sting and the Rafters yeah. kind of thing. Um, there was also no like jumbotron in the middle, so you couldn't. There's no yeah. screen showing like what. Yeah, it's only the front Titantron is the only screen you get. Yeah. Yeah, man, I just cool. I just wanted to add in before we move on. I actually had thought about this today that the way that we all actually got to cheer and like have fun at this show is well the only other time I was going to say the two best wrestling show, shows I've ever been to were actually at this arena. And uh and I saw Full Gear live at, in Baltimore and it was it was fun and it was great. Crowd just made it weird, but uh, but it's a hardcore crowd. And, Andy and I went and saw it was a uh, best, best of, of the honor, world. best in the world, best in the world. Year, that was a super but... fun. Yeah, that was a super fun show. And then this one, just it was fun. We got to cheer and like the fans were cheering along. And I just was thinking one time years ago, I went. Actually, Andy was there for whatever reason. He doesn't remember being there, but we went to Extreme Rules. <laughs> we went to Extreme Rules 2010, and I. It's like you want to cheer, and I want to feel like comfortable enough to get into it. And it's not like that. I care what people think, but I like looked around, and the only people that were up and cheering were like seriously like nine year olds, and it just made me be like, ah, oh, like I don't know. Yeah. It just made me feel like some kind of weird way about it. Like it kind of like ruined it for me and because i didn't feel like there were other fans like there that liked it the way i did like i'm like looking around the place you know and uh but there's definitely less kids at an aw show yes and everybody there is like having fun and like you you can everybody's into it and it's not like nobody's judged for being into it it's cool i i had a good time it was there's a couple of people behind us not the not the guy who got drunk in the first 10 minutes but the other people behind us 
who were like really into it and like it wasn't like they're like either making fun of it or at all they were like actually into it because they liked it yeah everybody nice yeah there were definitely some characters at that show uh maybe we'll talk about them maybe we won't (laughs) yeah but like even like even like people's like you know some people brought their like girlfriends and stuff and like the girls were like having fun and were into it and like you know nobody was like I don't know. It felt like a different vibe than when you go to a raw and sometimes the, the people there just got tickets. Cause it's like something to do in town. And it's like, a, yeah. it's almost like they like treat it like a big joke and it's just like cringy. And you're like, I don't want to cheer. Cause then they like, look at me. Like, I think it's like real or something. I don't know how to describe it. I think yeah. people, I think people get what I'm saying, but it was nice to watch it with other like-minded fans who we know what we're watching. We just want to get lost in yeah. the moment and have a good time. You know what I mean? Well, I also want to point out that uh, you know who started the show was Adam Cole. It's either Cole or yes, Punk Adam Cole came out on commentary, um, and Fish came out with Kyle O'Reilly. Um, but the winner of the match was Jeff Hardy, so he moved on to uh, to the tournament. Um, and this coming week, actually, we're going to have another Owen Hart qualifier, and it's. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Was or no, actual... this should be the tournament because they've both already qualified. Tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first like round. So a lot of people, you know, this is kind of like a dream match for them. Um, I don't know if it's just the face paint stuff or or what, but uh yeah. Well, one quick thing about the match though, I'll say like cuz we saw it live, I think Jeff looked a lot better live. Yes, and that's what we were saying. Yeah, he he looked like he could go more yeah. than yeah when you watch him on tv for some reason i've watched him on tv you know in his later run and it's it just seems like he's like slow but he seemed to go he looks like he's the heaviest guy to ever do a swanton when he comes down on people oh, uh, i feel bad for everyone that it happens to but afterwards <laughs> that's definitely a swanton bond man yeah <laughs> afterwards the young bucks though came down uh walked down to the ring and we're kind of just like, you know, a little bit of a face-off with the Hardy, so maybe we'll get a chance to see that in uh, AEW. I know it happened at uh, Supercard of Honor the year right before, the year that the Hardys returned to WWE. Uh, they had a ladder match, so it was very good. Um, after that, though, we had, we got, you know, we were able to see Blackpool Combat Club uh, versus the butcher, the blade, and and Helico, um, good match. Boo, <laughs> boo and Helico, but a uh, good match. I've never been able to see Brian Danielson live. Worst or Moxley and Helico's and Helico's gear just so bright green. <laughs> it just it reminds me of like two thousand two, just. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, I'm like, dude, come on. You got money. Get some better gear, bro. <laughs> uh, well, he's, his, one half of him, one half of the tag team is gone. Jack Evans is no longer with AW. Dude, how is it in Helico still hanging on? I don't understand. He's probably not going to get re-signed or whatever But uh, when his contract's up. But, um yeah, Wheeler Yuta is super over <laughs> with the crowd. People love him. Um, but yeah, winners were Blackpool Comic Club. It was just cool to see them live. All all these people it was really cool to see live. Um, you know, yeah. and, and Regal. Regal was out on uh, commentary. 
Um, anything you guys want to say about that match in particular, or? I just thought the entrance was yeah. cool live for especially. Yeah, Mox sleep. came out, you know, through the through a door um, on the floor by the stands. Um, so we had Ward. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about any backstage stuff because I don't know what was shown on TV compared to us. And half the time the crowd's loud and we can't really hear what they're saying backstage. So if there was any segments in particular, I'm sorry. But well, I did watch it back a few like one time after we oh, saw okay. the show, and there was like an FTR segment backstage, and I was like, I don't "Well, they weren't on the show, so and neither." Yeah, I was like, "You're not involved." We didn't get punk. <laughs> we didn't get FTR. So, um, <laughs> so after that, we had a uh, Wardlow versus MJF's mystery opponent. Wardlow came out to no music and handcuffed, and uh, then MJF. That was a segment. Yeah, then MJF came out and, uh, you know, basically saying, Piggy, here's your next opponent. And it's who we thought it was going to be. It is W. Morrissey, a.k.a. or formerly known as um, Big Hess. That dude's freaking tall. He's in super good shape now that he's, like, sober. Um, But this was a good, like, big man match. I mean, Wardlow freaking what what do you do like a moonsault i don't know how he does some of the stuff he does being as big as he is yeah. um moonsault off the top um rope. w morrissey was pretty funny when fans were chanting like we want enzo he was like doing that <laughs> stupid enzo and, like shuffle and then basically telling us all to go fuck ourselves um <laughs> i think there was like basically two occasions when he was doing something like that but the winner was wardlow and yeah. afterwards, I remember right before it happened, the security was putting on the handcuffs to him. And I look over at Jeremy and I go, I'd had a couple drinks in me. And I said, just attack them all. And then right then and there, he just starts <laughs> attacking all of them. And I, 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 it was a big pop for me because I was like, I just called that. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, he just destroyed all of them. Uh, Tim knew one of the guys that was part of the security. Yeah, so... So let's talk about that. There is a wrestler named Bro Keller who uh, he does like indie stuff right now. He does, He's on MCW. Um, obviously, he's doing extra work with AEW right now and apparently had a match on Dark and like a six-man tag. And he's a super nice guy. He came into the barbershop. He didn't get his hair cut by me. He got it trimmed by uh, my, my friend next to me. And... He goes, oh, do you guys like wrestling? Because all the customers I know, know I like wrestling. And he goes, oh, oh, I wrestle. And, you know, it's one of those things when people say that they wrestle. You're like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, like, I go to his Instagram page and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, no, he's he's doing stuff. It's awesome. And he was super sweet. And uh, he says he'd like to be on the show and we'd love to have him. So we're hoping to set that up soon. So Bro Keller. So it's B-R-E-U-X. K-E-L-L-E-R. I looked that up on Instagram and Twitter. He took a great kick by Warlow. Yeah, I think he took the best kick. The funniest part of that whole segment, though, was the security had to sell for so long laying on that ground. (laughs) It was like 40 (laughs) people. They were all laying on that ramp for so long, it felt like. Like, just selling, like, oh. But it was fun. Uh, I think they had to do it through, like, commercial or something. I don't know. Like, it was just... I think as each uh, security guard ran down and got hit, I think the crowd got louder and louder each time. That was like, one. That might have been the most fun part of the show. One of them. Yeah. It was yeah, up there. for sure. Yeah. 
Because you're you're expecting him to get like held down again, like he was for the past couple of weeks, but not this time. Um. So, so after that, we had Hangman Page come out, and uh, you know he tells us he's like sorry to disappoint you or whatever that CM Punk's not here, and the crowd just like deflates. Man, we were all just like, what? Ugh. Uh, but like, he, he cut. Yeah. Like he cut like out. a heelish promo. I felt like I felt like he's gonna be more yeah. of the heel, maybe still be a babyface, but more of the heel than CM Punk in this uh, rivalry that they got going on. Um, yeah, it makes kind of sense because you kind of need one of the yeah. people. I mean, he was he was like talking shit more. more than normal, which it was like unlike him. Pointing out to the guy in the crowd, he's like pointing him with a punk yep. shirt. <laughs> It was like trash. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just remember the whole uh, arena was just like, oh, <laughs> when he was like, he's not here. Yeah. We were like, what the fuck? He's here every week, and this is the one week he doesn't come. It's in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was, yeah, I was pretty bummed, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you guys. Yeah. Looking back, though, there was a lot. Yeah, we did see yeah. a lot of stuff. It was just, that would have been fun to see. Yeah, I forget what they did after that, but the crowd was just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I don't care well, anymore. <laughs> well, I didn't want to, I didn't believe it. I wanted to think he was going to do a run-in later. Yeah, nope, definitely was not there. But, <laughs> yep. I, I was like, maybe he'll show up on Rampage. Technically, it's two different shows. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so speaking of what happened afterwards, Jeremy, we had Santana versus Jericho. And this was another oh, thing that funny. we were like, oh, come on. They cut Jericho's music early. We didn't get to do the nice little sing-along. I was like, I was like come on, man. But this was a fun match. Uh, you had Ortiz around yeah. the outside. Um, and then you had all of the JAS um, out there, too. And was there – I feel like there was someone else for – no, because Eddie Kingston didn't come out. So maybe it was just Ortiz. Yeah, we didn't see Eddie either. Uh, yeah, but this was a, this was a fun match. Um, I enjoyed it. Santana looked good, but the winner was Jericho in the end. Um, you know, Jericho ideas has to put himself over. I don't know. I don't know why. They're just putting that JAS stuff over big time right now. Yeah, watch Eddie's gonna come back yeah. this week. Um, our next segment I thought was pretty weird, and I thought you guys thought the same thing. Varsity Blondes come out, and they call it House of Black in a really weird promo. Dude, this <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr., bro, I love you, buddy, but holy crap. I I don't know it, what It was happened. so weird. I was like, is this even, like, is this in between, like, commercial breaks right now? Like, I I wasn't right. sure. Um, and. Because they, they literally walked out the side of the stage. He called the, yeah, the he stage. called the Ravens coach's dad by accident. Yeah, yeah. and he was saying that he was I saying the quote like a quote from dad. John Harbaugh. I was just like, so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and then he was like hugging him at the end. I was like, what is this? And it, and then he chose the word enthusiastic to go from like a five to like a twelve. All right. Well, here's when it got really weird with us. So Julia Hart's in there and. They're like teasing her, like turning on, um, on the varsity blondes, and this fan behind us was so wasted. Just kept calling her oh a slut or a whore. He said she's a whore. <laughs> Just kept yelling at one point. Sorry, guys, I'm gonna go off real quick. But full disclosure, not my the, words, his the, exact the, words. 
The, the, yeah, the men of the PW fan do not call women this or condone <laughs> calling women but such At one names. point, uh, they corner her in the corner, and he's this guy's like, there's two guys, she's got two hands, that's two cocks. I was just like, oh. I felt like that MMA meme, like, oh my god, dude, this is a wrestling match right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grab his dick and twist like, oh. it. Yeah, it was exactly uh, like that. Yeah, this, yeah, well, this guy was uh, is not a wrestling fan. Yes, he was just there. Yeah, he, he was, was just a guy. He was there, and he was very drunk, and he well, I he was dressed like he was like dressed like uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Johnny Depp's character in that. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say I was about to say it's not like he really said anything too out of pocket, but then I just remembered that he did call Julia Hart a whore. whore. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys! I'm watching yeah. Raw right now in the background, and Edge has cut all of his hair off. He, no. It's like longer on top and then like faded on the sides. Like it's one of those like. Well, dude, it's isn't that weird? Because I said, "Holy crap, what has happened to my man's hair, dude?" <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, it, it, no, like at the pay per view, it looked like. Did you guys see it? Dude, it I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Well, speaking of hair, remember like Jericho's like dead, hair while we were at dead well, hair. Remember Jericho's hair while we were at Dynamite? Yeah, ah, Jericho's bald and real bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <laughs> all right. Let's let's not bash hey, some man. people. But, it's um, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna. We don't. We're, we don't want to make fun of the way people so, look. We get, we're all gonna go bald. So after the House of Blacks, yeah, but anyways, Jericho has a bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Death Triangle ran out though during this House of Black segment, and that set up our next own hard qualifier match, which match of the night. It was awesome. Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix. This yeah. match was super super cool. Super, super fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was insane to see that live, especially the high flying stuff. Like, I've seen like dives and things like that, but not something like what Ray Phoenix and Dante Martin did. That, that was, was amazing. That match was so crazy live. I loved it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, they made the flips look like nothing. Like yeah, I can't. Look- I can't even do a front flip with this. In live. Like I mean, not in live, but. Seeing it live was incredible. Um, the winner was Ray Phoenix, yeah. though, so he is moving on to the Owen Hart uh, tournament. Um, I thought this, you know, this should have ended the show, but I get why it did not because the main event of the show was of Dynamite. That is, was Deanna Perazzo versus Mercedes Martinez. It was a ROH Women's Title Unification match, and the winner was Mercedes Martinez. Now I don't know if this match was just you know, okay to me because of the match I just saw, you know, looking back, I'm not sure, but the winner was Mercedes Martinez. She is now the undisputed, uh, ROH women's champion. Yeah. That, I think that match should not have followed the Phoenix no, it, match. This was just so slow. And I mean, compared to like, the yeah. match before that, but, but it was four titles. And so also I no one cared it. until the finish. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that wrapped up Dynamite. Um, SmackDown this week, I literally literally wrote n- the word nothing. I watched it today. There was nothing that moved anything forward. Um, I I guess I will say, because we weren't able to meet last week and talk about um, SmackDown, it got... Uh, the, the main event, or maybe it wasn't going to be the main event, but the tag team unification match got changed to a six-man tag 
Bloodline with Roman Reigns against RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. No titles on the line. It's just a six man tag match, and that is the main event of Backlash. Uh, bef- yeah, before we get in the backlash, though, let's talk about Rampage. The only thing I thought we should all talk about was the Hook and Danhausen segment because this was so fun to be at like live for this part. Uh, Hook, that was the best Hook won a match against what was it, JD Drake or something? Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was a big guy, and you know, definitely uh, allowed Hook to throw him around. Um, but afterwards, um, or actually right before his match, I want to say, Mark Sterling and Tony Nese challenged Danhausen next week to a match. And so after Hook's match, Danhausen comes out, you know, he's cutting a promo. Um, the crowd starts chaining Hookhausen. He says that basically we made that up. Um, but he asks Hook for his help next week to be in his corner. Um, yes. Yes. Hook housing, and, and, and he gives good. him a bag of chips as a as a peace offering. Yeah, after, uh, yeah, after Hook, yeah. But th- that was like seeing Danhausen live. That was just it was so good. Like I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, I talking. couldn't help it. Look, I I love Danhausen, and this is coming from a guy, and I know that we're an audio and video podcast, but this is coming from a guy that's wearing a Jim Cornette shirt, so <laughs> normally normally all the joking ha-ha stuff is not my thing, but dude, Danhausen is hilarious. I don't care. He, that guy, he's on to something. I don't know what it is, but he's got something. Can you say something like when he first came on, he's like, he just annihilated the super fool or whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we all knew he was gonna come out, but like we were waiting, like looking by the the time or the tunnels, being like waiting to hear his voice, and he's like, yeah. Well, well, because like Punk didn't show up, FTR wasn't there, and no Eddie, and, King, no uh, Eddie Kingston, Eddie, yeah. And so we're like Danhausen better, better come be out. there, yeah. And so we got him. So yeah. you know, we we didn't stay for all of Rampage. We left pretty much after that. I think we were in the middle of like one match, and we were like, yeah. let's just go. Also, it was if you go to an AEW event, and if you guys haven't been, it's very long. Uh, at the latest, you'll leave at like eleven thirty, and then depending on how far you drive, you know Tim didn't get home probably till one ish. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, and then, well, I, I was gonna say this is for a t- uh, a dynamite. Like Andy and I went to full yeah. gear. That's more standard. You go. There might be a dark match, and then the pay per view starts, and then it ends, and it's the same amount as like a you know a regular pay per view. But yeah, when you go to come to find out, which I'm ex- we just saw for the first time, when you go to a dynamite, yeah, there's a lot that there's a lot going on. It's a lot of wrestling. If you all haven't if you <laughs> all haven't go though, I recommend it. It's really fun, for sure. Yeah, it's really fun. You will get cool if see. go go. That day, like almost like save your appetite. Like don't don't watch any wrestling the night before. Just go yeah. and like enjoy yeah. it, you know, because there's going to be a lot of it. Yeah, it's cool to see like the behind the scenes when the, they switched over from Dynamite to Rampage. Yep. Uh, just changing all of the stuff there. Yeah, and it was really interesting. I was looking at so much stuff, you know, with the announcers and the notes and watching uh, Jr. communicate with people. Yeah, it was cool. Um, let's get into our final segment, I'm lo- I'm lo- though, and that's backlash from last night. Uh, 
Yeah, man, this show was It was a very good pay-per-view, and it opened up very strong with Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Two, this match was awesome. It was my favorite match of the night. I'm sure it was your guys' uh, favorite match of the night. Um, I mean, both guys can just go. Both guys looked really good. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know really what to say about it other than I really, really liked it. Um, I was working today while I was watching it, and... uh, favorite match on the card yeah it was it was intense a lot of false finish it like it just got you at times but the way it ended uh yeah Rollins went for a roll-up and Cody flipped it around and rolled him up pulled the tights a little bit and uh and won yeah I was surprised that they outlet or beat their first match because their first I thought this one was better yeah yeah I thought it was so much like so much better which is how about you Tim but yeah, uh, I I think I texted you guys in the group chat that I think this was my favorite match of the year so far. <laughs> it was so good. Wow. I mean, we're yeah. only like halfway through, that if that, so we still got more time. But <laughs> I'm just saying, this match is a banger. Not the uh, FTR match, man. Like. This was like very pro wrestling to me. I don't know. I I, I liked it a lot. And Cody looked great. Everything was smooth. It was it was like a million false finishes. Well, yeah. our next match was Omos versus Bobby Lashley. Omos went over this time. I know we said the show as a whole was good. This ma- I don't know how you can make this match like a banger. I just don't. I don't know how you can do it. Yeah. If you saw, I mean, maybe if you make it like two yeah, minutes. I mean. It was what it was, you know, Lashley went over at Mania, Omos went over this time. I don't know if there's going to be a third, but it almost feels like they don't know what to do with Bobby Lashley, so they're putting him with a big guy, but yeah, yeah, we don't have to get into yeah, it. I'm not a fan of the <laughs> No, neither am I, neither am I. <laughs> like, even, even when AEW does it with their, uh, what's the guy's name, Singh? Uh, Sagdam Singh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like when they do the giants like this and make them like, you know, they no, can't move. Not a fan. But the next match was AJ Styles versus Edge. I thought this was a lot better. I enjoyed it a lot more than their uh, so WrestleMania match. Um, Priest was banned from ringside in this, like we said earlier in the show. Um, but Priest did, does come down to the ramp. You know, he doesn't go around the ring. He's allowed to at least be on the ramp. And then Balor comes out and interferes to stop, you know, Priest from doing anything. Uh, but at the end of the match, a mystery person with a mask on comes and interferes. Uh, I think she they pushed AJ off the rope, possibly. And uh, Edge ends up choking out AJ for the win. The mystery person, though, is then revealed after the match as the newest member to the Judgment Day. And it is Rhea Ripley. Um, I think... Maybe we talked about this before. If they were gonna put a girl, it would be Rhea Ripley. I mean, I think it's very obvious. Yeah. Um, but sense. now it's an official. I guess a three person. You can call it a stable now. At least, I think it's yeah. a good fit. I, th- I think it's a good. Um, fit. And Damian Priest and Rhea are like it's actually really good friends in real life. So the chemistry of them being part of that group will probably be good. Um, I ju- I think it's logical. It makes sense, and I'm sure Edge had a lot to do with the picking of who's in his his new faction. Yeah, it is very House of Black. Yes, but <laughs> what came first? The I mean, the Brood 
you know, and Edge was a part of that. Well, here's the thing. We don't know if Edge had this idea for a while and then House of Black thing, and then he was probably, he could have been like, you know, I'm still going to do mine anyway. When he comes out, they have it set up to where the wings in the background make it look like he has wings. That is pretty cool. The way he's walking centered in the ramp. Do you like his entrance? Like the when he like he just did like uh his entrance with those two on Raw where like those two come up on the side and then he comes through in the middle. Do you like that or do you like House, House of Black? Black. Yeah, Dude, House I think of he Black. I think he burned his hair on those fire entrances, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no other explanation for how this man went from having like thick long blonde hair like a year ago, and like last night before he cut off all of his hair. Or on Sunday night, dude was like, I was like, dude, what? I mean, I'm a barber. I'm like, what happened to your hair? I don't know, dude? man. His hair, his hair at the had... end of matches lately has just looked, like, especially at the end, it's just looked bad. But that's what I'm saying. I, I think I think during those fire entrances, he singed, like, all of his, like, long hair. And, like, that's when it dries. That's what yeah, it does. Could be. Like, this dude, yeah. it looks like. Like burnt hair when it gets like well the man's got the man's got a nice haircut now course. nice slick back fade <laughs> I don't know about that I just saw it look like a troll doll it was like standing straight <laughs> it's gotta up. be better than what he had he needs some edge you need you need a firm hold pomade <laughs> boss maybe something with some sh- maybe something with some shine you know instead of having the dry oh look all right let's get into our next match Sorry. which I it was my second uh, I don't know. I like the main event too, but Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey I quit match was very good. Um, it was good. They beat the yeah. shit out of each other, um, but the <laughs> the winner in the end was Ronda Rousey with uh, an arm bar that she wrapped around Charlotte, who was wrapped around a chair. And after the match, backstage just said that Charlotte broke her radius, so she's going to be out. I mean, truth is, she she's gonna take some time off. I think she's gonna go get married, and uh, she'll be back. Yeah, and if it is, you know, with a broken arm, it's gonna be a couple months. So she'll be gone for a little while. And Ronda has never held this belt before. She's held the Raw Women's Championship. So, um, you know, could Ronda hold it again like she did before, all the way up till Mania next year? I mean, probably if they're investing in her. In her character, I think it's good that Charlotte's going to take a break. I mean, she's the best. So, but it's like you got to be missed a little bit sometimes, you know. I think so. Doesn't she also like a fifteen-time champion already? Thirteen for Adelaide. Take her, take her easy, boss. She's going to surpass her dad (laughs) for sure. Yeah, she's like been here what like six years. Um, and she's she's great, but yeah, that's. It just goes to show how much flippity flippity flop, how much flip flop they do with the title. Flippity flop works. Flippity flop. We're gonna call that flippity flop now. New shirts coming soon. Um, our next match, which is like the cool down match, was Mad Cat Moss versus Happy Corbin. If you've been watching them, it was exactly what you thought it would be. Mad Cat Moss, of course, had to go over, or else this whole getting betrayed thing was. For nothing. Uh, so Mad Guy Moss did win. Again, sometimes I can't tell if the crowd is actually pumped or not because WWE pumps in uh, <laughs> cheers. I, hate that. I need a natural reaction. Just let me know. But every cheer sounds the same. So I'm just like, rubbing my head like, did they like it? I don't know. I don't hate. The best part of this match 
was at the end when McAfee was just like calling um Corbin like a dumbass and he's like, Look at this guy and he was like I forget what he said, but he was just ripping him apart. Oh yeah. We forgot to cover one thing because I know we're wrapping up the show and I think it's important to bring up because I know other people heard it. Dude, is it Saxton that keeps saying that Cody hasn't wrestled in six years? Yeah. Okay. And then somebody else on commentary was like, well, he has been wrestling, just not in a WWE rig. Like, I think that's I, Graves. I was like, dude, stop, stop pretending that it's not a thing. It's stupid. Yeah. That's what, that's the part that I hate about WWE when they think it's, when they don't acknowledge anything else. But they're literally talking about it on, they're promoting a podcast that he's doing with Stone Cold where that is one of the main subject matter. Right. It's like, so who was in, is Saxton thinking that he's supposed to be saying that or someone in the earpiece saying, make sure that you don't mention anything. They just had a whole thing on Broken Skull Sessions with it. Like, that's what yeah, I just said. So I don't. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely from Vince and uh, what's the other guy, Kevin Dunn. Yeah. They Sorry, I was distracted. Time. I saw that Money in the Bank is going to be at Allegiant Stadium, which is ginormous in Vegas. That's like a football stadium. Hmm. Yeah. Um, ginormous. It's huge. Coming. Soon. They showed it was Cody that was promoting, it, and they show him on like the football field promoting it. And I was just like, what the hell? Like for Money in the Bank, but. I'll just say Cody by himself is not going to sell in no. that stadium. <laughs> no, but let's okay. Let's get into the main event, guys. Um, this originally, this match was originally, like I said, supposed to be a tag team title unification, but maybe it wasn't the original plans, and it probably wasn't. This was probably the plan all along. Uh, it was the Bloodline, the Usos and Roman Reigns versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. Clearly, you know this is to set up uh, a feud, I think, with Drew and Roman. At some point down the line, I did read maybe Shinsuke is going to be going after Roman after the attack from a few weeks ago. That'll probably get them to SummerSlam or whatever. And then you got Drew. That could be his opponent for uh, that. Also, Roman, I think, signed a new deal where he's not going to be working as many dates, kind of like a Brock Lesnar um, deal. So he's he's got that cred now that he can do that. You know, he has that he has that value right. to the company. He can do that kind of stuff. I mean, <laughs> I officially moved Cody to the front of the of the modern day of the modern moved day him guys. From <laughs> <laughs> I moved him from the back when he was when he was jobbing out in AEW. He was in the back of the shelf. Now he's you move he's, you he's move him around the main event. Other <laughs> he's back, he's back in main event nice. status. He's up next to he's up next nice. to Roman. Um, but yeah, like I was saying about Roman, if you think about it, Roman really doesn't wrestle all that often. He's on TV a lot, but when does he actually like wrestle all that often? It's not, not too much. Yeah, that's true. Um, but okay. So this main event, um, I actually really liked, it was like close to 30 minutes long. Um, it, it was good. There was a lot going on. Um, everyone looked good in the match. Uh, Randy hit an RKO on Roman. Um, for a little while, they were telling the story of trying to avoid. Uh, Roman was trying to avoid getting in the ring with Drew. They kept, you know, hold, holding it off until the end. They finally got to slug it out for a little bit. 
But Roman got the win by spearing Riddle in the end, and the bloodline is victorious. Who can stop them? I don't know. But I don't know. It kind of felt like since the titles weren't online, like why not give it to Drew and RK Bro? Because yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt know. them. Just the bloodlines up here, and everyone else is beneath them. They, they just can't they, everyone else is beneath the bloodline. <laughs> Like, literally no one, like, the Usos, I mean, I guess the Usos have lost, but Reigns hasn't lost. <laughs> God, no. Who well can beat him? Here. It's gonna, it's, he's gonna hold it till Cody, and then Roman's gonna wrestle The Rock, and... Do you think Cody's gonna beat him for one title, then someone else is gonna beat him for another? Oh, or do they unify him? No, Cody wants to bring back that winged eagle. He says it on the, on the Stone Cold podcast. He wants to bring that back. Yeah. With the blue so strap, I, I was, bro. Yeah. He's, he's like, the title, he, he's literally strap. said, the title I won is hanging right there, and he, like, points to the wing title that's hanging. Yeah. He's like, that's the only reason he signed a contract. So, we'll have to see, but that wraps up Backlash. Um, I thought it was, overall, a good pay-per-view, one of the better ones that they've had. It was under three hours. What'd you say? said it was under three hours like i felt like that was a lot of what's wrong with pay-per-views they always last so long so this one yeah, it was quick, quick and, was and all match. the matches yeah. were good yeah so yeah. that does it tim so now so now everybody knows next year when you watch wrestlemania just remember that backlash is going to be the same exact thing just the matches are going to be better which is <laughs> which has kind of been the tradition for forever but yeah, that about wraps up the show. Um, again, appreciate you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for listening every week. Sorry we had to take a break. Sometimes life happens. But we will be back next week with episode 35 where we talk all things pro wrestling here at the PW Fan. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah.